This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. So now we'll have the scripture reading and we will find out more about what this means for us. Today's passage is taken from Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 35. I'll invite Sister Ethan to read the passage for us. Then after which, I'll invite uh, Nicholas to come and explain this passage to us. Good morning. Today's scripture reading is taken from Luke chapter 24, verse 1 to 35. You may refer to your Bible or to the projection on the wall. Luke 24, verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found a stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the man said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures 
concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at a table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them, assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of God. Good morning, friends. Uh, welcome again uh, to those who are new with us. We are thankful that you are here to join us this Easter Sunday where we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. And one important part of uh, our celebration is that we reflect, we remember why Jesus rose from the dead. And we, look, we do that by reading the Bible. So the Bible is God's message to us and we need God's help to understand what he has said. So let's pray and ask God for help. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, open our hearts and minds by the power of the Holy Spirit, that the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, that we may hear with joy what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, how do you know if someone is worth following? I remember one of my ex-bosses. We, we followed him. We enjoyed working under him because he, he was very good with us. He was very generous with his time. He spent time talking to us. He will to find out how we are doing, find out how we are coping with work. He was also very generous with us, with his money. He paid for us for our monthly gatherings, hangout sessions after work. I even remember one time he paid for us to hang out at MBS. Yeah. So we were very motivated uh, and we, we followed him. Now today we are talking about, we're thinking about following because we just had some people committing to following Jesus with baptisms, transfers, and confirmations. Now, why would they commit to Jesus? Why would they base their whole lives around this person, Jesus? Now, if Jesus uh, is a legend, uh, he's a teacher or a prophet, then following him might sound a bit strange. But it's not strange because Jesus came back to life and because he came back to life following Jesus, it's not strange, it's common sense. Jesus is worth following because he came back to life. But how do we know that Jesus really came back to life? That's what we're going to think about today. And we're going to think, the Bible, the passage today has two answers for us. So first, we, we know Jesus has come back to life because we remember what Jesus has said. And second, we remember what the Bible says. And then we ask, so what does this mean for you and I? So first, remember uh, what Jesus said. So today we are focusing on Luke's account of Jesus' life. So if you have your, if you have your Bible, so please, look, please stay with me at Luke chapter 24. Verse 1. On the, very, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. 
But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. So the woman had prepared, prepared spices to cover over the smell of a rotting corpse. And they brought these spices to a tomb where you find or the dead. And the woman wanted to use the spices to honor the corpse of Jesus at the tomb. So what happened to Jesus? A few days ago we learned that Jesus was innocent and he was publicly executed on the Roman cross. And that was two days ago. That was on Friday. That happened on Friday. Everyone saw him die. His enemies, his followers, the soldiers. And these women kept on looking to see where Jesus went, Jesus' body went. And they, they saw the tomb where Jesus' body was laid. So on Sunday, these women have come to honor the dead Jesus. Now, Jesus meant a lot to these women. You see, Jesus taught them God's word and saved them. So Jesus even cast out seven demons from one of these women. So this is uh, from Luke chapter 8. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town to, and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. The women followed Jesus with the other male disciples, and these women supported Jesus. So now, these women came to Jesus' tomb, but literally they found no body. And as they start to wrap their heads around what's happening, suddenly two angels appeared, and in chapter 24, verse 5, they said, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Jesus is alive. He can't be found among the dead. Now, last year, a friend's, uh, my, my, one of my friends and relatives passed away, and he was going to be buried. So I wanted to encourage my friend. So I tried to be at the burial but I got lost uh, at the burial ground. I went to the wrong plot. Now, I got lost among the graves. All around me were graves. I needed help, but there was nobody to help me. But all, all around me were the, the dead, not the living. I needed help from the living. So if I needed help, the, grave, uh, I mean, the burial plot was the wrong place to be. So after, a long while, after wandering around for a long time, uh, one of the cleaners picked me up in his lorry and drove me out. So you can't find the living among the dead. So Jesus is not among the dead. He's alive. And now here's how the woman can know. So if you look back at the passage in verse 6, in verse 6, this is what the angels told them. He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. The woman can know because Jesus had told them before. Jesus told them already. Jesus had already predicted his betrayal to, to sinners who would crucify him. Then Jesus also predicted his resurrection on the third day. So Friday is the first day, Saturday is the second day, Sunday, third day. So this is what Jesus said before. This is in the earlier part of the book of Luke. And he, Jesus, said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, 
and he must be killed. And on the third day, be raised to life. And later, uh, in chapter 18, Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be delivered over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, they will flog him, and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. So with the evidence of the missing body, with the angel's words, the woman remember what Jesus said. And the woman believed. So the, the woman, they rushed back to tell the rest of the disciples what they had seen, what the angels told them. And I can imagine them excitedly telling them what Jesus said before, to remember what Jesus said. But the disciples had no faith. In verse 11, But they did not believe the woman, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. The disciples saw Jesus die, and authorities confirmed his death. How can dead people come back to life? Also, uh, their society didn't value a, a woman's testimony in court. So men, okay, this is not today, men in the past generally thought women were unstable, undependable. So the, the disciples must have thought, well, this woman, well, they are, their words are nonsense. Dead people don't come back to life. Or maybe they are still feeling very emotional, maybe they are still in the denial stage, and they wished up Jesus' resurrection. What we see in this passage is evidence that people didn't expect Jesus to come back to life. You see, the woman, what they did is they prepared spices for Jesus' corpse. And then they went to a place where you don't find the living. They went to the tomb because they expected Jesus to be dead. And the disciples, when they heard Jesus had risen from the dead, they had no faith. They called the woman's words nonsense. No one expected Jesus to come back alive. So no one believed the woman. But Peter, one of the disciples, went to the tomb to see if he could confirm it. So verse 12. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. What Peter saw? He saw no body. Now what this means is, grave robbers didn't steal Jesus' body. You see, what grave robbers want, they, so there's the body, there's strips of linen, what they want is the linen, because the linen you can take and sell it for other things. But you, you can't do anything with the body. So what would Peter see if the grave diggers came? The grave diggers would take away the cloth, and leaving behind the body. So Peter only saw the cloth, not the body. He knew it's not grave diggers, but he didn't understand what was going on. He marveled, or he wondered what was happening. What Peter needs to remember is what Jesus, what the, what Jesus has said. So that the angels talked about this in verse 7. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and the third day be raised again. The disciples rejected the women's words. But when they reject the women's words, they didn't just reject the women's words. They reject Jesus' words. See, Jesus said he will suffer and die, and then he will come back to life. So if Jesus is right about the suffering and the death, then he must be right 
about the coming back to life. And the disciples must expect that Jesus will come back to life. They must remember what Jesus said, that he will rise from the dead. But for you and I, how do we know that Jesus rose from the dead? Or we remember what Jesus said. Now, some of us might have come today because your friends invited you. Maybe you have had conversations about Jesus, but the resurrection is just too improbable to believe because dead people don't come back to life. Our friends, the focus shouldn't be just on what your friends say. No, we want you to remember what Jesus said. So if you say no to our message about Jesus, you're not just you're saying you're just saying no to Jesus' words. But if you believe our message about Jesus, and you're not just believing what we say, you are believing what Jesus says. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day raised again. Remember what Jesus said. So our passage today gives us two pieces of evidence that Jesus rose from the dead. The first is to remember what Jesus said. The next piece of evidence is what the Bible says. That's from verse 13 onwards. So here, we are introduced to disciples who can't see. So after the disciples uh, called the woman's words nonsense, the two of them take this 11 km hike from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Now they were sad that Jesus died. And discussed, they debated, they argued along the way what happened. And then the risen Jesus appeared and came alongside them, but they couldn't see him. Verse 14. They were talking with each other about everything that happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked, walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? One of them stood, uh, they stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleophas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have, that have happened here these days? Now, Cleophas and his friend had just been, has been through an event that the whole Jerusalem was talking about. And that this newcomer knew nothing. It's just like being in Singapore a few years back when Lee Kuan Yew passed away. See, people were talking about his achievements uh, and the streets were lined with mourners uh, queuing up to pay their last respects. So if you're a visitor to Singapore during that time, you couldn't pass by Singapore without knowing that something big, something important has happened. The Cleophas and his friend thought this newcomer was, like, was a Swaku who knew nothing. But this newcomer was Jesus. Jesus who died and rose again. Jesus knew exactly what happened. But it's Cleophas and his friends who the Swaku. They didn't know the things that have happened. Now what did Cleophas not know about Jesus? You see, for his disciple, he didn't know a lot. He didn't know who Jesus was. He didn't know why Jesus died. And because he didn't know who Jesus was, he didn't know why Jesus died couldn't believe Jesus rose from the dead. So who did Cleophas think Jesus was? Verse 19, you see what Cleophas said? Who did Cleophas say Jesus was? Verse 19. What things, he, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet. 
powerful in, in word and deed before God and all the people. Cleophas thought Jesus was only a prophet. Yes, Jesus was a prophet. He spoke on, on, uh, to, to the people on God's behalf. He did mighty miracles like prophets old, like Moses, Elijah, Elisha. Now, why did Jesus die? Cleophas said Jesus died because, verse 20, the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. Cleophas thought Jesus died because the, Ro- Roman, the religious leaders and the Romans killed him. And Cleophas thought Jesus was a prophet uh, who got killed. That's why he can't accept that Jesus rose from the dead. It's impossible but even with the woman's testimony, so in verse 22 to 24, he summarized what, what we saw earlier in verse 22. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told, uh, told us that he had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it, just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. But Cleophas heard what the woman said, but Cleophas thought they were talking nonsense. He didn't believe Jesus, that Jesus would rise from the dead. So what is it that would take, what was it that help these blind disciples who can't see understand that Jesus has risen from the dead? And what is it that would help you and I to see that Jesus has risen from the dead? The answer is to remember what the Bible says. Remember what the Bible says. Verse 25 to 27. Verse 25, he said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all scriptures concerning himself. Cleophas and the rest rest of the disciples misunderstood Jesus because they didn't understand the prophets. Or or in Moses in verse 27, or the Old Testament, everything in God's holy word, from creation of the world until then, all points to Jesus. Teaches who Jesus is, is why Jesus died, and teaches why Jesus will rise from the dead. The stuff is all there, but the disciples fail to realize, fail to believe what is written. So who is Jesus? The Bible says Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus says in verse 26, He is the Messiah. This is a title for the person that God chooses to be the forever king who rules over the whole world. But Jesus is no mere prophet. Jesus is the forever king that God appoints. And a thousand years, so a thousand years before Jesus' birth, this is his ancestor, David, said this. The Lord said to my Lord, so God said to Jesus, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So God said that he will make this forever king rule beside him and he will defeat all his enemies. So this is the Messiah. This, this is what God will do for the Messiah. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the forever king who rules over everyone, even you and I. Next, why did Jesus die? Now, Cleophas thought it was a tragic death brought on by the religious leaders. But Jesus said in verse 26 that he had to suffer these things and then 
enter his glory. And again, this can be found in the Bible, in the Old Testament. So for example, 700 years before Jesus was born, God said, uh, to, God said through the prophet Isaiah, after he has suffered, after Jesus suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. God said that Jesus would suffer and die. And after suffering and dying, you will see the light of life. This means Jesus will come back to life. So Jesus must die. After dying, he must come back to life. So it is necessary for him to come back to life. And after he comes back to life, he will enter into glory, where he will rule over all the nations as the forever king. So remember what the Bible says. That was how the disciples were to know that Jesus would die and enter his glory. Jesus is a Messiah, not just a prophet. And Jesus must suffer to enter his glory. So Jesus' death is more than, more than just a tragedy brought on by the religious leaders. So Jesus' resurrection is not only possible, but necessary. Now all this can be found in the Bible. The Bible that the, the disciples read every week at their religious meetings for all their lives. So how foolish they were to forget Jesus and the Bible. How slow they were to believe what, the, what Jesus and the Bible had to say. Now, I, sometimes I wonder, well, in, this, in this story, why didn't Jesus just say, hey guys, it's me, come on. So we, believe, we, we, we might prefer an instant solution to sadness for Jesus to just reveal himself to them. But Jesus knew that this, these disciples need the slow work of reading the Bibles to truly know who Jesus is. And as they know Jesus, they receive great joy. But someone has said this, we, pref we usually prefer an instant solution for Jesus to lift the sadness, clear up the perplexity, while more than, more than that, he wants us to know him. So how will Jesus often relieve you? Not by some mystical experience, but by dragging you into the scriptures. Oh, it's the same for you and I today. Sometimes when we go through times of grief, sometimes times of sadness, we want Jesus to just remove the grief from us so that we'll be happy. What Jesus wants us to do is to look at scripture, look at the Bible. And there we learn who he is, that he's an all-powerful, forever king who cares for us, who died and rose again. And he is not absent, as Cleophas thought, but he's ever-present with you and I. So friends, we want you to know who Jesus is. Jesus is the, and the only reliable way to know who Jesus is, is to read the Bible. And you can read the Bible with a friend who brought you today, or you can sign up for a course to study Christianity with us. And we hope that as you read the Bible, you can see who Jesus is. You don't just come up with a figment of your imagination of who Jesus might be, or who you like Jesus to be, so that you can say no to him. No, you don't say to no to a fake Jesus. You say no to a real Jesus, and you find out who the real Jesus is by reading the Bible. 
And we hope that as you read the Bible, you can see who Jesus is, just like Cleophas. So let's go to verse 28. Now, Cleophas and his friend and Jesus have arrived at a village. They have finished their 11 kilometers hike. Maybe they hiked for two hours. And in that two hours, Cleophas and his friends still couldn't see who Jesus was. And now it was late, so they invited Jesus to stay with them to continue chatting. In verse 30, when he was at the table with them, when Jesus was at the table with them, he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. Jesus broke the bread, and suddenly they could see Jesus. Suddenly they recognized him, and Jesus disappeared. In verse 32, they asked each other, Verse 32, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened scriptures to us? Now they started their journey from Jerusalem, in verse 17, and they were feeling sad, downcast. Their hearts were broken. And Jesus revealed himself uh, through the Bible on the road. And as, the, as Jesus did that on the road, their broken hearts became burning Hearts. Hearts that are excited about God's plan from the Bible, about God's Messiah. That Jesus, the forever king, had to suffer and then rise from the dead. And to be appointed the forever king of the world. So hearts were burning because Jesus was no longer the dead prophet. But with the Bible, they could see Jesus was the forever king who was dead and is now alive. The forever, forever king who has conquered death and can rule forever without dying. Now friends, their burning hearts didn't come from recognizing Jesus being, being in a room with them. No, their burning hearts came from hearing the Bible taught. So verse 32 again, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened scripture to us? Now friends, that is great because you and I, we don't have Jesus physically present, sitting in a chair right here. No, we don't. But we have the Bible that tells us about Jesus. The Bible that can make us excited about Jesus. The Bible that can, that can burn our hearts about who Jesus is. But sometimes, friends, we put out that fire in our hearts. We, we, we don't read the Bible maybe because we're too busy or we don't believe the Bible, we think it's not relevant. Or perhaps there are other things that make, make us more excited. Maybe, some, maybe security with work, with school. Friends, you and I, we have the same fuel that set their hearts ablaze. And every time, oops, okay, every time we read the Bible, we strike a match. When we, when we do our personal Bible reading, a match is struck. When we read the Bible in small groups, a match is struck. When we listen to God's word preached on Sundays, a match is struck. Let God's word do its work in your hearts. The God's word was burning in Cleophas and his friends' hearts. So in verse 33, they got up immediately and you turned back to Jerusalem. They were so excited. It didn't matter it was late at night. It didn't matter that the journey was unsafe and they could travel two hours. It didn't matter that it was a long journey back. The other disciples in Jerusalem had to know. 
when Cleophas arrived, Cleophas and friend arrived in Jerusalem, in verse 33, they realized everyone already knew. In verse 34, uh, that's what they said. This is what the other disciples says. And saying, it's true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. So Jesus has already appeared to Simon, Simon Peter. And, and Simon has already told the disciples in Jerusalem. And now all the disciples believe that Jesus has risen from the dead. Another thing I wonder about this passage is, why didn't Jesus appear to Peter and John and record it for us? Why, why is it Cleophas, the unknown Cleophas, and the unnamed disciple? Well, it seems here that the disciples were just like Cleophas and his unnamed friend. The disciples didn't know who Jesus was. They didn't know why Jesus died. That's why they couldn't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. This passage is here for us because the disciples need to remember what Jesus said. That Jesus will rise from the dead. And disciples need to remember what the Bible has, what the Bible says. That the Messiah must suffer before glory. That they will have, and if they believe that, if they remember what Jesus said, if they remember what the Bible says, then they will have burning hearts that follow Jesus excitedly. So what? So what does this mean for us? Jesus rose from the dead to be the forever king. Now that's what Jesus said, that's what the Bible says, that's why we celebrate Easter. And because Jesus is the forever king, that means you and I, we are not the king. So there are two responses we can have to Jesus. We can either say no to him, reject him, or we accept him as king. If we reject Jesus as king, then we will face him, not as a king, but as an enemy. And recently, one of the teachers teaching the children, asked the children, children, is Jesus your king? And there's one child who said, no, I am the king. <laughs> so the, the, the teacher asked, why are you the king? And the child said, because I am the boss. Like this child, we reject Jesus as king because we want to be in charge. We want to be boss. We want to be the king. No one else should be in charge of our lives. And when we do that, we become the king's enemy. And we will face the king's judgment. That's one response. But the other response is to accept him as our king. He's a good king. And we follow him, we will enjoy life with him forever. Since Jesus is raised from the dead, friends, it's not strange to follow him. But it is strange for anyone to miss out. Friends, will you accept Jesus as your king? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for King Jesus. We praise you that Jesus rose from the dead. May you set our hearts ablaze with your word as we reflect on it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Nick, for explaining the passage to us. Now, we won't have time for questions, but um, you can feel free to discuss it over tea or over lunch as well. So, this morning's reflection questions are, why does Jesus' resurrection matter? And secondly, what might it look like for us to have our hearts burning within us? So, feel free to take a snapshot of this and uh, perhaps this could uh, lead to some fruitful discussions later as well.
Thanks for listening to this podcast brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit us online at busypc.sg.